Welcome to Get Right for Sunday, a podcast designed to help you prepare for Sunday and beyond. I am Pastor Wright, and each week I have a conversation exploring the Bible readings for this upcoming Sunday. Join us as we discuss how the lessons are applied to our daily life in Christ. Welcome to Get Right for Sunday. I am Pastor Wright, and today we're going to look at the readings for the fourth Sunday of Easter. We are continuing to celebrate the joys of the resurrection of our Lord. And in our lesson for today, we see that Jesus is speaking to us, and the text is before the resurrection, but the emphasis of what he is saying, especially after his resurrection, is really important. So it's St. John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. And Jesus begins off saying, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters the, by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. So we get some imagery going on. This is Jesus being the good shepherd. He is the one who owns the sheep. And when he speaks to the sheep, they listen, they hear. This is real important because he also calls them by name. So it's not just, hey, sheep, hey, people, hey, Christians. He calls you by name. This is why we have our names spoken in our baptism. We have our names spoken in our confirmation, the rite of confirmation. It is the idea that we have names and God knows them. And our identity is found in him. So him calling us by name means that there's recognition, there's connection. We are in him. Again, we're not just people or random people. And the other important thing is that we know his voice. Now, one of the things that I think is really huge is this is why we come to church, so that we get to listen to Christ and we get to know his voice. We get to know his word. So parents out here will, will understand this. If your child cries out to you, calling you mother, father, um, just calls out to you and you can't see them, you will recognize their voice even in a crowded or loud area. You're just in tune to your child's voice or cry. If your husband or wife sneezes or coughs, there's a pretty good chance that you will recognize the way they sneeze, the way they cough, things like that. It's because we're familiar with them. We know them. We've been around them so much that their noises, their cry, the way they speak, their cadence, their tones, whatever you want to say, is there for us. And we remember, we know, we recognize. So that is the true same holds true for listening to God's word. When we hear God's word, we get to hear his truth being told to us again and again and again. We hear that Jesus died for our sins. 
We hear this every Sunday. We hear that he rose from the dead. We should hear that every Sunday. We hear that Jesus died for our sins and rose to our life everlasting. And we need to hear this again and again. Now, the application of this is how do we apply this to our daily lives, our baptismal lives? And we don't make stuff up. We don't force God's word to fit into what we want to do. I want to rob and steal and do all these things. And so I'm going to conform God's word to, to make me feel good about my sinful desires to steal and rob. Uh, that would be horrible. That would be false. And Jesus is not doing that because when he says, my sheep hear my voice and they know it and I know them, we know what he's saying, what he's telling us. We also know what he's not telling us. We see this in a great example. We have the Garden of Eden where there is Adam and Eve, and they're hanging out, enjoying paradise, and the serpent comes and asks Eve, did God really say you cannot eat of the tree of knowledge and good and evil for you'll die? And she says, we're not supposed to eat it, and we're not supposed to touch it. And the serpent says, did God really say, you know he's holding out on you. He knows that the day that you eat this, you won't die, but you will be like God. God is holding out on you. Partake. Take this fruit. Eat it. You will enjoy it. You will have so much more. And so what happens? Eve takes and gives some to her husband who was with her, and they both partake. They both take what is not theirs. And their eyes are opened, and they see that they're naked. They experience shame, and they try to hide themselves. So sin and corruption enter into the world because of the disobedience of Adam and Eve. They listened to someone else's word. They no longer trusted that God would keep them, protect them, give them everything that they needed. They felt the need to take matters into their own hands. They literally took it and ate, doing what God told them not to do. And it is there that we see that they did not listen. And throughout the Old Testament and even into the New Testament, and especially to today, we, the corrupt people, the sinful people, we continue to not listen to God or listen to another word. I find myself always trying to categorize or put God in a box. I think God should like what I like. He should hate what I hate. And I'm trying to conform God to my likeness. This is a first commandment issue. But this is not what God is giving to us. And when he says, "My, I come to my own, and my own know me, they listen to me, they hear me, that's what this is. And this is why we need to hear the preaching of God's word. This is why we need pastors, because they reveal who Jesus is. They reveal the Word of God, and that's both in the idea that the pastor reveals Scripture, but also reveals who Scripture is talking about, Jesus. And again, this cannot be overstated. We can never 
get tired of hearing the work of Christ for our salvation. We should never get tired of hearing the proclamation of the gospel. The freedom that we have from sin, death, and hell is ours. And how can this good news ever get boring? How could this good news ever get tiresome? Well, it does, because we hear it so often that we get accustomed to it. We get comfortable with it. And I don't know about you, but when you get comfortable with things, you start missing things. And so we don't see the details, or we don't appreciate the beauty. If you see a beautiful painting every day, it seems to lose its luster, its beauty, because it becomes mundane, it becomes common. We see it every day. And so when Jesus says the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own by his own sheep by the name he leads them out. This leading, this work, this calling is Jesus connecting himself, claiming and delivering himself. He is gathering his sheep. This is the giving of the Holy Spirit. This is the enlightening of the believer to see and have what Christ is offering. But now there's a, a big difference in the who Jesus is and everybody else, uh, the false witnesses, Satan, uh, the deceiver, because Jesus goes on, uh, when he has brought out all his own, he goes therefore, or goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they will know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of the strangers. And again, this is real important because we, we need to remember that who are we listening to and what are we listening to? Now, I remember growing up, my parents were very serious about never get in the car with strangers. Don't talk to strangers. And there's a lot of truth to this. Uh, you turn on the news and you'll hear about kidnapping and people being abducted. Or, and a lot of times it's because they've been lured. You know, the, the stranger, will you help me find my dog? I have candy, Wh whatever it is. We still do this today. We listen to things that are not scripture and we treat them as if they are because we like it because it sounds good to us. It makes us feel good. And we need to be really careful. What are we consuming? Because if we consume enough of it, we will then believe that it's good for us, that we are in control. Uh, I always make the joke that I really like Oreos and that I can't control my, my cravings. And once, once I start eating Oreos, I can't stop. And then I say, oh, I can stop anytime I want to. Or I have a good metabolism. Oh, I'll just drink some water. I'll eat some salad later. Like that's going to make up for all the Oreos I ate. Uh, faith doesn't work like this. Because if we're listening to other things, other people, whatever, instead of what God has given to us, we're denying Christ. We're denying his word. We're denying his work. And we're all guilty of this. This is, again, a First Commandment issue. And we need to not only listen and put God in his rightful place above all things, but then in the Third Commandment, remember the Sabbath day by keeping holy, the idea that we are to gladly listen, learn, and obey God's word. We need to be told this again and again. 
When we hear the voice of our Good Shepherd who is leading us, we don't just merely follow, but we listen. We know where He's taking us. We know where He's going because He has spoken to us. And we know the Good Shepherd will not lie to us, but He will tell us the truth. And this truth is the promise of life everlasting. This is the truth of forgiveness. This is the truth of the restoration of who and what we are in the sight of God. And we need to hear this again and again and again so that we know the voice of our Lord. So when he does call out to us in the canophagy of in the noise of this world, we will hear him above all the other things that are vying for our attention, that are trying to get us to follow them. We get to follow the good Lord, the good shepherd, who leads us to the pure waters of life everlasting. And, and so in this text, we really, really need to remember our Lord speaks to us. Where does he speak to us? In and through your pastor, in and through the liturgy, in and through the hymnody, in and through scripture. And these are the places where we're supposed to find him. These are the places that we're supposed to listen to him so that we get to not only learn, but we get to grow. We get to be a part of who and what he is. We are his sheep. We are his children. And so, again, we hear that we are to flee from those who say, speak, and do contrary to what Scripture says, what God says, what Jesus says, what Christ says to and for you. And so this is uh, verse 6 of our Gospel lesson. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was trying, what he was saying to them. So Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved, and I will go in and out and, and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, steal and kill and destroy. I came that there may, be, may have life and have it abundantly. And there again, we see the promise and work of all that Jesus gives and delivers to us. Why is he doing this? So that you will abundantly have life, so that you will abundantly be restored, that you will know life everlasting. All the people that came before Jesus claiming that they were the way, they were thieves, they were liars, they want to destroy. Again, hear the words of Satan, uh, the serpent in the Garden of Eden. Did God really say, placing that doubt, God doesn't want you to be like him. For the day that you eat, your eyes will be opened and you'll be like God. The temptation to be like God. And there Adam and Eve fell. And we're still struggling. We want, well, everything. You know, the old adage, I want my cake and I want to eat it too. We want everything, and we think we can do it. We think that we can control it. We think that we can manage it, whatever. I can quit any time. You know, all these things that we still struggle with. But it's because we stop listening to God. We stop hearing Him. We stop 
trusting in Him. And these are the things that get us in trouble. So we follow where the good shepherd leads, where our Lord leads. And this is where it gets really neat and, uh, frankly, a little scary. He leads us into death. But this death is the death to sin. This is the death to death. For we get to rise again. And so through death, he leads us to life everlasting. And we get to partake in the marriage feast of everlasting life. We get to be where Jesus is in the glory of God. This is all laid before you as he calls out to you, saying and claiming you as his own so that you will know that your sins are forgiven, so that you will know even here and now that you have life everlasting. These are the joys that our Lord lays before you, and we get to take advantage of this. We get to hold on to these gifts because this is nothing less than the promise of life everlasting, the fullness of the work that Christ gives and delivers to you. Uh, St. Peter in our, our epistle lesson, for this is a gracious thing when mindful of God, one endures sorrow and suffering unjustly. We know that we will struggle, but look at the sufferings that the Good Shepherd went through, that he laid down his life so that he would take it up. He lays down his life. It's not taken away from him. He gives it freely. And so we we give of our lives freely to one another. We give our lives freely because we are in Christ. And now we have this freedom to love, this freedom to serve, this freedom to work in the promises of Christ. This is what's laid before us. And as mentioned, as Jesus mentions, we're going to suffer. Where do I suffer heartache? Where do I suffer pain? Where do I suffer on this side of heaven? Until we are rescued, until we are brought into the fullness, until we walk through the door, Christ Jesus, into life everlasting. And dear listener, you already have. This is what baptism gives to you. This is what holy absolution gives to you. This is what the Lord's Supper gives to you. This is what you cling to in the faith that has been worked and sustained by your God. Thank you for listening to Get Right for Sunday. I know that your time is valuable, and of all the things that you could have watched or listened to, you have chosen to deepen your biblical understanding with Get Right for Sunday. Would you take a moment to give a five-star rating of this podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform? This actually helps others to be able to find Get Right for Sunday. Again, thank you for your time, your prayers, and support.